In a world where heresy blankets the airwaves, religious stuffed shirts suck the life out of Sunday morning, and prosperity teachers rob grandmothers of their pensions, three unassuming ministers endeavor to shine the light of biblical theology and put the fun back in fundamentalism. Broadcasting live from the Hall of Dogma... Brought to you this week by the Arsenal Gunners. Welcome into episode 49 of the Gospel Friends. I am David Reverend Verbage. I am Chase, Captain Crunchy, and I love all things British, such as Arsenal. Okay, and I'm Samuel. Samuel, welcome in. Sam Elder at the Hall of Dogma Church here in Alabama, joining us for his second stint that's correct. Your second show in 49. So, that's yeah. a, what was second the first one? 49, I don't know. It was it's, like it's been a while. Five or six. It was a long time ago. Long time. Long time ago. So, the uh, Arsenal Football Club, based out of Holloway, London, had a 49-game unbeaten run between May of 2003 to October 2004. And guess who knocked them off, Chase, in October of 2004? I'm going to say Manchester United. Manchester United ended the 49-game winning streak. Boom. So shout-out to all of our U.K. friends. And just remember, play nice in our ice when you come to visit. Yes. Yeah. No peeing in that stuff. Yep. So, that was a reference to last week's show, Sam. Okay. He, you wouldn't know. You probably, right. probably hadn't listened since that last one you were on. Uh, yeah, not and only, okay. <laughs> Guilty. There we go. Awkward laughs. We're off to yeah. a good start. This is this awesome. Is powerful. All right. So uh, anyway, how's it going, guys? Good. Pretty. How good. are you? I'm good. Yay! Did y'all catch the fight last night? <clears throat> no, I did not. No way, dude. I struggled to find. I'm, I've got a few friends. I mean, I don't feel like I'm a friendless guy. But like, I mean, I checked my acquaintances. I checked people at the church. I checked. I checked. You know, obviously, close friends are out, and family is out because no, you know, nobody was going to pay a hundred dollars that I knew that had it. I asked everybody, posted on Facebook, "Hey, you get in the fight? You get in the fight?" I didn't hear anything, so mm. I, I totally missed out on it. That's sad. Um, oh, I'm that's bad, sorry. Man. So, what's on tap for today? Would, uh, did you see it? The uh, fight? Yeah. I I I caught some of it. Yeah. Little really? Bit. Yeah. How did you catch some of the fight? Who was showing it? Did you go to Buffalo Wild Wings or something I did like not. That? I did not. No kidding. Nope. I uh, watched it on UVerse. You did what now? I watched it on UVerse. UVerse? Yeah, the cable. Not my verse. No. <laughs> Uversion, the Bible app, had it? UVerse. Because I totally have that. Uh, AT&T. Somebody actually had it at their house over on UVerse, and so I was able to watch it there. Well, oh, my gosh, you? you're kidding. Who had it? Uh, <laughs> that was me. I had it at my house. Oh, wow. What? Yeah. Which you you already knew because you had the fight, Joshua. Uh, at your house, Joshua ratted me out. Yes, I knew you had the fight at your house. You, stinking I was totally gospel ex friend <laughs> because I saw Josh Dean going over to your house on Facebook, and I knew it was you. Uh, Josh, so, like about halfway through the fight, I proclaimed, "Hey, by the way, everyone here, you can't tell anybody you were here." Yeah, and Josh said, oh, "I've already put it in the hall of dogma." Nice. So hey, I've um, got a quick question for you. Yeah. What's the name of this podcast? The Gospel Acquaintances. <laughs> yeah, it must be, because it sure as heck isn't the Gospel Friends. 
Uh, Emmanuel said he had a fight party, and you would have been welcome to come to his house. Thank you, Emmanuel. You would have been welcome to come to my house. You just need to be able to learn how to accept um, invisible, unpathic invitations. Non-audible invitations. That's that's the thing. I was having a good time. You could pull that whole thing you do, like. You you have an open invitation to my house. You can always go. Yeah, totally. You could have done that, but you didn't. You're just like, hey, I invited – how many people you have? Just like one or two? It was like 50. Uh, 50. That's <laughs> Look, great. Every person that I invited texted me right before they got there and said, hey, I'm bringing four to five friends. Is that okay? Yeah, so, that's great. It was a – look, great. I, no, no lie, no lie. Um, maybe I had 30 people in my living room. I knew 50% of them. That's great. There were half the people there. I I did not know who they were. Well, that's good. I mean, I knew where they came from, but I had not. I didn't know them. Yeah. You know, one of the things people like have have said before they liked about this show was the chemistry and kind of how (laughs) it comes across that we really like each other and really hang out in real life. But obviously, people who listen people who listen to this show say that about the show. Isn't that crazy? You that's funny. You you were you were at someone's house last night who's a member of the Doll of Hall of Dogma too, weren't you? I'm glad I was because I wasn't invited to your house. What did you do this weekend, Sam? Don't answer uh, Sam. things. <laughs> He's trying to trap us. Oh, this and that. <laughs> Wait, did y'all hang out together? I don't know this oh, guy. Oh, last night. Y'all were together last night. We didn't watch the fight You together. were at okay. a mutual friend's house last night. We didn't have $100. <laughs> yeah. Okay, there you go. So whatever. Hey, let me say one thing about the fight okay. after all that rigmarole. It was not that great. It was not that great. It was not that great. But here's the thing. All right, so Floyd Patterson. Are there any great ones? Or Mayweather. Some of them. I'm Floyd Mayweather. Sorry. Floyd Mayweather dances around the ring forever, and he wins because he's the best avoider of punches. I thought Pacquiao was much more aggressive in the uh, fight. The people in my living room last night said, though, that's what makes him a great boss, boxer is because he's he's bobbing and weaving. Well, he, he's, he's, got he's, he's got a great defense. defense. But look, he doesn't get and no one can touch enough. Him. I, I so. know he lands a he's higher percentage of his punches. Well, big deal. I thought Pacquiao <laughs> was the, the greater aggressor, and I cannot stand Mr. Mayweather. Well, uh, somebody said last night he w- he is Mayweather is pure evil outside of the ring, but he is just amazing golden inside the ring and you have to respect him for his in-ring work so i don't respect so nothing about so the man. well let's let's go on that if we've got a sec so he's not a man of care like he's he's just a horrible person or what I mean, you haven't heard this look I, look i don't his motto I don't is even, i i know pacquiao like okay. I, I know that name so his motto is it's all it's all about the money uh oh. you know it's what is it what what what's he say um it's all about the money, nothing greater than money, or something yeah. like that. And he's just—he's kind of just a—he's just arrogant. I mean, well, I mean he's, he's got you know, like he's, four or five charges against him that he's been found guilty of of domestic abuse of ugh. women. Maybe he's a of women. I'm just I mean, kidding. Like he's like he's he's beaten multiple women up to the point of bleeding, injury. Et oh, that's cetera. horrible. No, he's a terrible person. And Wait the, a minute. Okay, the dude he was that fighting. opens up a whole new can of worms if that's true. The well, dude he was fighting. Well, I've heard it's it from like several people. Indisputably and the, true. The dude he was fighting last night is a born again Christian, like Pacquiao. He's, right. he's, he used to be I mean, a jerk, but he's a good guy. Now. It, well, he he had what he called a Damascus Road experience, yeah, and really? like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, even yeah, on his shirt story. last night, his the back of his shirt said, you know, to God be the glory or something like that. Wow, so, I mean, that's he's, cool. He's very so. There was the crowd was really, you know, pulling for him, but um, 
you know, I'm sure that I mean Mayweather has fa- has fans well, out there. Now has you know those who are connected to the outside world. Um, you mean worldly Christians like us? Yes. Um, I, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Saint Samuel. Uh, it's okay. Um, wait, okay, so we can kick somebody out of the NFL and no hope for return for one deal. And this guy has multiple proven accounts, and we give him one hundred fifty million dollars for one fight, well, well, and put it on it broad, broad. You know, I do know somebody. Did who anybody gave it mention to him. that? I don't I mean, think. Does don't anybody think, mention that comparison? I don't think the boxing world has a lot of scruples. Oh, about, that's, okay. that's a that's a strong statement. I'm just saying. Who I mean, knew the NFL a, had so many? <laughs> well, there is not a commissioner of boxing, and I think that's one of the okay. things that there's not a governing body. It's all about the money. I got you. Okay. Well, did, you cool. see, uh, you know, did you see? Did you see Mayweather second last night? The who who came out with him? No, who was it? Uh, I didn't see the beginning of the fight. No lie. What's uh, a he, second? Uh, you know, they have an entourage that comes yeah. out, so like the people that walk out behind them. Oh, just, like just, y'all do when y'all preach on Sundays? <laughs> exactly, yes. <laughs> yes. Um, with the music and everything. Chase is nice. uh, my Justin Bieber. That's who came out with Mayweather last night, but that's not who Dude, I was talking you about. You are joking. No, Justin Bieber was in his entourage, but right behind him that's as he starts walking right out. That's tough. Right, oh, my on. gosh. As, so as Mayweather's walking out, behind him is the Burger King. King. <laughs> Are you serious? I'm dead. I totally missed that. Well, I'm, now, do you know what? You know why? No lie. Holding true to his motto and mantra, I'd love to know what Burger King paid him for. Probably that. ten million dollars, and if so, they should be ashamed. I ah, look. That's what. That's exactly what. That's why they got you know got the money. So that well, is this a all trip. Brings us to the first topic of our discussion, which uh, might be should Christians watch boxing? But that would be boring. My real question is: Should Christians watch boxing and not invite their friends over? <laughs> I say no. Sin, clear sin, disqualifying sin. I uh, I hmm. say um, you know is if you don't have a big enough house to invite all your friends you just have to pick and choose okay i got you well i'm glad to know that i'm not in the top 50 i say friends don't let friends watch boxing (laughs) well you might be right there sam which is even better i don't have enough friends to know about that sort of thing apparently we are about to get into this weekend yeah look y'all were together last night hanging out so uh together that's uh can i really pull this that's a little misconstrued uh word there can i borrow this for a minute Oh, no, dude. Oh, okay. Okay, right, yes, you can. All right, so uh, episode uh, 49. Sorry, we're friends here. All about. Of course. We were. Yeah. Content-wise, uh, we are about to do an article about uh, nine things you should never say to your kids. Um, and then we are going to, uh, I, I think we actually have a game today. We have a game, Which yeah. is the first time in, in a while. A long that time. We, that we've had a game. Um, that's awesome. Superman, and then we are going to get into uh, a. Um, uh, what else are we going to do? Uh, what were you thinking? We're going to do that. Yep. We're going to talk about uh, this very complicated issue that you brought up, David, on religious liberty, the homosexual issue, the Supreme Court issue, kind of centering on Al Mohler's article from uh, April twenty ninth of this week. His name's Albert. Uh, well, if he's friends, if he's your friend, and he invites you over for the fight, it's Al. Oh, okay. Because he invited me over for the fight. Well, I'm kind of sensitive to that. And then we have a funny joke coming up later. We uh, have a funny joke? Yeah. You're going to love it. Great. Awesome. And we also have a um, some uh, listener feedback, including some 
listener feedback from across the pond. That's right. Oh, and hey, if people watching online are watching via uh, Google Hangouts or Periscope, we can't actually see your comments at this moment in time. So post them at hallofdogma.com on our Facebook group, or you can uh, post it on our Twitter, and we'll see them there. But the phone is not facing us, and we don't have access to the chat comments because good old Nick isn't here. Nick Mm. is not here. We haven't explained uh, Nick's absence. Should we do that? Did we ever come up with a believable story for why he's not here nine things guys that you should yeah. never okay. say to your children That's good good idea uh nine things parents should never say to their children from charisma news or charisma i never magazine. say anything to my children from charisma news <laughs> that's all awesome. audio cessationist okay from charisma news here's an article called nine things that we should never say to our kids now I, i'm gonna i'm gonna say up front before i read some of these and we probably won't do all nine but i'm gonna say up front that um the way they are wording these, I would say we probably would never say these things in this manner. Yeah, I see. But uh, I'd, I'd kind of like to just kind of discuss maybe the heart behind, um, you know, the comment to see if is there Jay, a way you I? would say something like this. Um, Chase is now pointing and making I'm the a dad funny in face. The picture oh, okay. Of the Chris News oh. article pointing at his son. Nice. Yes, to he shame is pointing him. his finger, and his, his kids looking down at the ground and very sad, well, crying. Well. Number one thing. Uh, out of nine that you should never say to your kids. Now, are these listed in order, like nah, number one? Okay. That's not important. Yep. Okay. Why can't you be more like blank? Comparisons are toxic, and they serve no positive purpose. Comparing your child to someone else only tears your child down and makes them feel like they're not good enough or don't measure up. So even saying, why can't you be more like Jesus? <laughs> the Jesus card. Well, Our I mean, comparisons. Said, follow my example as I yeah, follow why can't, the He said, why can't you be like, more like me while I follow Jesus? Yeah, why can't you do that, church? <laughs> okay, choir boys. <laughs> That's good. That first, that first statement, comparisons are toxic and serve no positive purpose. What do you guys think? Is that, is that always true? Comparisons are toxic? I, I, wouldn't, no, I wouldn't say that. I mean, that, that is a very general statement. But the the heart in which they're saying that, I agree with completely. Now, I mean, you could be like, hey, did you see so-and-so how they cut around the end and ran straight down the line uh, you know, in a football play? That's what you need to do. That's a comparison. That's a good comparison. That's a, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, that's an instructive par- comparison. Yes. It, you are not quite sure yet how to run this play. That person knows how. So watch him and, and then, you know, cut up like he does. That that kind of thing. That's a that's a great comparison, but to say you know why can't you be tough like your older sister, son? Yeah, that uh, probably is yeah, not. That's, a uh, that's probably a there. Way to there tear are a few things wrong with that statement. <laughs> Same Maybe. Uh, okay, so I don't. Yeah, comparison is not always that. toxic, but probably sure. using that language Overwatch. in that tone in yeah. that way. What yes. they're what they're going for. Yes. All right. Number two. This one's interesting. I don't have time right now. Um, so he gives a story uh, one when Saturday morning. Home, son, I don't Dude, know that, when that song, stop, man, that song always makes me want Dude, to cry. That is the worst here, Jerry. All right, ever. so this guy gives a story about his son wanting to play baseball. And, and of course, you know, he says, um, you know, I, I just don't have time right now. Um, I'm off. I'm fixing something maybe in a few minutes. Well, the minutes turn into hours and um, – and when I was ready to play that afternoon, my son said, no, thanks, Dad. Um, oh, so, which man. is kind of the um, the whole point on the 
cat in the cradle song. Yeah. Uh, but is it always, I mean, he says, is there anything more important for us to do than to spend time with our children and family? Is yes. It, yes. There is are. something more important to do than that. What do you think, Sam? Well, Watching the fight? <laughs> No. Oh, my, my son was in the room last night. I invited him. Oh, that's good. Oh, yeah, so you're a there. good dad. That's great. I, I you know, I've got a great him. podcast topic for later, guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> son, why can't you be more like Floyd Mayweather? Yeah. Did you see? <laughs> He's make got Justin Bieber hanging out with him and Burger King. And $150 million for this there fight. Yeah, I would say that's overly violent for him, but watching that fight, was not it really. was not very violent. It just Dad, wasn't. why are those guys dancing around in the ring? Exactly. Because Justin is there and he's working on the choreography <laughs> for his next video. All right, is it is it is there uh, an appropriate time to just? I mean, it's, to me, it is unrealistic to think we could always, at every moment that our children are asking us to do something, be able to do it at that moment and not yeah. have to say, "Well, I don't really have time right now. I got to come back to it." I'm I'm always cognizant of it. I mean, yeah. that is that is one thing, and maybe it's because of that song. I don't know, but uh, but I am cognizant of it. When they ask me to do something, I really I, I strive to weigh what I'm doing in the moment. Mm. And there are things that I cannot break away from this, but I tell them I can't break away right now. But give me, you know, give me a little bit, or yeah. can I, can we come back to that? You know, that kind of thing. I just talk to them, and they're you know, kids are understanding, and they yeah. know you, you know, you can't give them complete undivided attention, but. They know the heart behind when you say it and how you say it. Like if I never want to convey you're interrupting me, you're bothering Mm. me. So they're never bothering me. I I, I really – it would crush me if I I felt like my kids would come in here and you ask them, do you ever bother your dad? And they said yes. I mean that that would just – I want to never convey you're bothering me. But I can't always, you know – In that moment. In that moment. What do you think, Chase? You know, you know. I think about here. There's some. There's some dads, some parents that are very strong on the kind of the teaching that that, that children are secondary. You know, uh, the, the and that kind of thing. I'm not a fan of that. That kind of mindset that would ever think of children as secondary. At the same time, they're not always the most important thing. And and. But I do believe children are our future. Oh, that you should make a song about that. Well, I was as long as we teach the them well. <laughs> yes, good, good plan. Um, I'm thinking about Col- like Colossians three sixteen. This is this exhortation of Paul to uh, three twenty one, not sixteen. To, exhortation of Paul to dads, fathers, do not exasperate your children so they won't become discouraged. That doesn't exactly pl- apply to this situation. At the same time, we are not supposed to discourage our children. Uh, I'm not. I'm not all about quote putting my kids in their place. Their place is beloved sons and daughters in the family. At the same time, you know, they're not always the most important thing. Seeking God is the most important thing. Seeking the kingdom first is the most important thing. And well, I mean, look, let's let's call it Jesus even says it. There he says no one has left even child their sons and daughters, their children, you know, for my sake, you know, and will not receive glory. So he implies that there are times where even you have to leave them or somehow give them up. That could be a topic for another time, but it might be. It's a, it's a hard saying. That is a hard hey, saying. When you read those passages, what he says in those, you know, uh, about even hating, you know, of course. 
Well, well let me ask a serious. quick question along those lines. I don't want to hijack your talk bit too much, David, but C.T. Studd is a guy that uh, mm. I really like um, a lot of things about him. He was an uncompromising British missionary that was saved at the height of popularity, uh, one of the most popular athletes in England at the time, uh, as a cricket player. Um, he was saved. He and his wife were very radical on fire for Jesus. They left their children to go to the mission field and essentially were more or less alienated from their children for most of their lives. Is that a good call? Or is that that's I'll troubling? tell you that that's not a normal call. You need to know you you, you made that know. call. Yeah. Now if you follow up, I believe his children, you know, loved Jesus and and followed in the mission. So I you know, I don't know specifics. I don't know how, if they were messed up as a result or whatever. I think it would bear gospel fruit. But you better know you've you've been called to do that. So you know, Paul seems to point at in the New Testament that uh, you know what it would it's it would be good. I wish that you guys could stay single and not get married for the sake of the gospel. And he kind of seems to indicate once you you know once you get married, you have a a wife, uh, a family. There's going to be some other considerations that you have to make right. other than just you know the gospel. Although he does say at other points, you know. Wouldn't we have the right to bring along an, uh, a believing wife? So, like, on mission. Well, know, he, that uh, okay, look, I've looked up Mark ten twenty nine. Jesus said, Truly I say to you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or lands for my sake and for the gospel who will not – now, he does say who will not receive a hundredfold now in this time houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands – we, you know, with with persecutions, it's kind of interesting, yeah, yeah. and in the age to come, eternal life. So, you know, he makes a case there where there are moments where he may be, you may be asked for the gospel, for the sake of the gospel, to leave children. I liked what you said. I think, um, I think it's, you know, I, I am very emotional when it comes to my kids, anyway, and uh, so there's that tendency that if they ask me, "Daddy, can you do something?" and I say, "Ah, not right now." You know, if later on it doesn't happen because the day gets away from us, we forget or whatever, usually I'll be laying in bed at night and I'm like, oh, man, I yeah. forgot that. Oh, that's and happened that, to me. That, that, yeah. And that, uh, ugh, that, that gets that. me. But I do think helping children understand, you know, that you have to prioritize. You have to prioritize your time. And there are moments where this is important. I've got to focus on this. I, sometimes it happens to me on a Saturday morning when I'm writing a sermon or something like that, and they'll say, Dad, can you play? And I'm like, well, I've got to, I've got to work on the message for tomorrow right now. Um, but let's, you know, I'm studying for that, but let's do it later. And I think that's okay for, I mean, kids have to understand. I mean, they yes. have to learn. Yes. You know, that the, I think know, it can be a great training opportunity yeah. where it can actually have a positive impact on them as opposed to a negative. Like I, th- I think about pastors like A.W. Tozer, who I, I respect a great deal, an incredible author, man of God. Uh, yet his son, uh, one of his sons, I think he had several kids, like seven kids. Uh, one of the one of his sons characterized uh, Mrs. Tozer as a single parent. None of the kids knew their dad, and I just wonder about that. It, Tozer had great fruit; he discipled tons of people, but he was alienated from his children. I kind of take the Pauline passage as saying, if you are a dad, if you are a mom, yeah, it's not going to be as easy to bear gospel fruit because you're a dad, you're a mom. Well, and that's how I take it. I think what Sam was saying is right, is that maybe those calls 
you know, you have to know, you have to know that you're being called to that called away, um, you know, to, to kind of leave the family for, or leave the kids for a whether it's a particular yeah, time or particular you got to know that. I, I think it seems that Paul it has that understanding. You, you've got to take care of these responsibilities, at least for a season, once you take on the task of family. So um, I, I have uh, one more that I want to discuss, but um, I'm going to make a comment on these because number six and number seven here, I think there's really no way that we would probably flip these and say. Can you post the link in, in the hall so they can actually look at all nine? Oh, that's a good idea. I, yes, I'll, I'll do, do that. out there. Good you, thinking, Sam. You're such a bonehead, or can't you do anything right, number six and seven. Uh, one of the oh, things that. I call mine turkey. Like, I, I mean turkey. <laughs> I say things like that, but, you know, I don't know if they're kidding here. Yeah. Uh, can't you do anything right? One thing that, that we, you know, I think we should think about is the power of words. And sometimes we. We say things that are kind of definitive, like, um, you always do this. You always – Oh, so I'm you know, so guilty of that. And, and I, to me, I, I do think that's important to sometimes think – you know, take a step back and, and be like, well, you're really speaking that over them, and it, it probably does make them feel a burden of, I never can get this right. I, I, I'm all – you know, I always mess up, uh, or dad thinks I always mess up in this area, and – um, I think I think personally that's one to kind of take a step back and think about um, the the way we say things. We may not even mean it that way. Mm. We may not even actually mean you always do that. Um, it's just maybe kind of a saying, but the kids could take that literal. Um, do y'all ever – let me ask you this uh, to kind of play off that. Do y'all ever let your kids know uh, <clears throat> when they disappoint you? In other words, like I've said – to my children, like on a, on a specific situation, a specific scenario, that really disappointed me when I saw you do that, or disappointed me mm-hmm. when I, you know. Uh, yes, I, I think I, I think you do, and, and you have to explain what that means. Yeah, I, I'm not rejecting you. Yes, yeah. love you as and my I love son. You. Yeah. I love you very deeply, uh, but I, I mean, I think there's things we do that disappoint God. You have daughters too. I, I do, I do. Um, I remember very specifically a, a time when my father told that to me, and, and it devastated me. Me, but at the same time, I had uh, I had told a series of pretty significant lies, and it, and it was it was really really disappointing. Um, you know, it was it was a real character issue. I, I, you better not use that a whole lot. But yeah. occasionally, is something when it when it's really necessary. It, it does. It grace. packs a wallop. Yes. Yeah. There's a difference between maybe saying um, there's a difference between saying you're such a disappointment and I'm disappointed in this. Yeah, in this instance, and and, yeah. and yeah. I, you know, I've said that before that I I feel like for my you know taking my son for example, um, there are times where I am disappointed by his actions. His actions grieve me. Right. I'm never disappointed. In him as my son, he's my son, and that status can't change. Right. Um, but there, are, you know, and I think we, I think we can, like you said, I, I think we can grieve God, we can grieve the Holy Spirit, uh, we can, you know, in in our actions can displease the Father. There's just too many verses in the New Testament that point us toward pleasing Him, and these are the things that please God. So, um, I think God is pleased with us in Christ, but I do think our actions. Can grieve him, which is to Absolutely. me is the same thing. I think it's important to probably make that yeah. distinction with our kids yeah. if we yeah. say it. 
Emmanuel Marsh says one of the main things. Were you about to say this, David? Uh, no, go ahead. I read it. Uh, one go of the ahead. main things you should never say to your kids, number one, hey, let's go on a date. Yes. You might have missed that from last week. What's your 60-second take on uh, daddy-daughter dates? Oh, um, well, uh, okay. I guess it's it can, can be semantics. Like from time to time, we'll, we will do – um, and we haven't done it in a while, and they actually, our kids have pointed that out many, many times that we haven't done it in a while. But we'll we'll take turns, like I'll take one of them out. Mm-hmm. I think I actually got that idea from yeah, you. Yeah, we David. talked about it, yeah. Um, just take one of them out and just have a, a time, you know, just kind of a focus time, and we'll talk and we'll, you know, just it'll just be some kind of one-on-one time. Okay, everybody's that's for that. Yeah. Would you, if you're... Daughter. I don't know that I call it a daddy-daughter date. Okay, or, if your daughter called it a date, would you correct her and say, well, this isn't a date? Yeah, I haven't really thought about it. I, I really it, – that's just never really – That's kind of the, yeah, that's the, the dividing – the elbow on the top, off the top rope or nothing. Okay. That's the dividing line. There are people in the hall that say a date is a certain thing. Words mean things, by the way. I could be swayed with that argument. By the way, we're in the English language. The words mean multiple things. But nevertheless, words mean things, and so – uh, a date has romantic com- connotations, and and it's just creepy for someone to say they're taking their daughter on a date. Now I fell on the other side of my my daughters are young. If they use that language, I understand what they mean. And Your daughter is twenty three. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and I think so. you could utilize that to say even when you're on there, hey, you know, this is what a, a gentleman should do. If, yes. Uh, well, here's the thing. Well, you know, we can get in a whole another venue. I don't want – Oh, look, it was a long discussion. I was, was. about to say, I, I, I hope my daughter's not going on a ton of dates with a ton of different guys, to be honest with you. Uh, we we got into that. We, we talked oh. about courting. We talk about a lot of good things on the show, Sam. Yeah, yeah. You, you might <laughs> like I, it. I might like it yeah. if I listen to it. Number five, last one, things you should never say to your kids. Don't be such a wimp. Uh, saying something like "you throw like a girl" to your son can have a, a bad effect. You should never say to a boy or a girl, uh, "Don't be such a wimp." Uh, I, I mean, I don't know that we would say that. Yeah, that's it, cruel. Is I it, say, "Don't it, be such a baby." I mean, oh well, that yeah, that's that's, totally that's, totally that's, totally cool, right? that's totally cool. Is it uh, wrong really to push your son toward toughness? Toughness? Oh yeah, I, no, it's not wrong. I, I think that's I good and right. I mean, that's not that's, wrong. Not wrong. Uh, let's be more now, but now not not. I guess it kind of def- depends on how you define that. Man up, uh, yeah. Sam. Would you push your daughters towards toughness in the same way as your mm, son? Absolutely not. Don't and, get and me started I, and there. I completely and agree. That's Sam, totally would you allow your daughters? Not, you do not completely agree. I do. Completely. Oh, you do wow. not completely Here we go. Oh. <laughs> uh, Sam, would you allow your daughters to uh, fight uh, MMA? No, I would not. <laughs> Look, just because what if they could make a hundred million dollars a fight? Then I think about it. <laughs> I'd have to re- reconsider that. All right, um, Chase posted the links in the um, uh, in the Hall of Dogma, uh, so you, you can join our Facebook group if you're a, a first time listener. The uh, hallofdogma.com will get you to our Facebook group. You can ask to be invited, and as long as we don't think you're a spam account, we will let you in. Oh, and you nice. um, and uh, so we post a live feed to the uh, to the video um, on most episodes as we have tonight. And uh, to and chase- we're actually experimenting with Periscope tonight. So presumably, Periscope people. Up. Are watching us on Periscope. I can't actually Does see the screen of my out? phone. I don't know. I'm going to go check it here in a minute. Yeah. But 
Um, hi to everybody watching us on Periscope. We can't see your comments, but uh, we sure would like it if you tweeted them to us or anything like that. Awesome. So uh, holodogma.com if you want to get to the Facebook group. And um, uh, like I said, we'll let you in if you don't appear to be a spam account. So lost nice my train of thought there for a moment. Okay. But Chase, it is time da, 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 da. to play the game. <laughs> the game. All right, guys, here's the game. I'm going to give you each the the uh, task of divining the number one. Uh, Did you just say divining? Is that divining. A That's probably not That's a, a good uh, gospel word, is okay. it? A, divining. I'm going to give you three parts of a top ten list. You're going to pick which the no, which is the number one part. For instance, I could say who is the biggest jerk on the gospel <laughs> Chase, Sam, Nick, or – David and sorry about my laugh, people. That's okay. You you would pick out the number one. So here, the first one that guesses, if you get it, you get one point. If you miss it, the other person gets a guess. If they get it, obviously they get one point, and they only got a fifty-fifty chance. If they even if they don't know it, but if nobody gets gets it after two guesses, there is no points given, and you must hang your head in shame. Okay. Okay. And it comes from all walks of life, but these are, as far as I can tell, legit top ten lists that uh, are meaningful. Okay? okay, are you ready for the first one? Ready. Who's it going to? Are it we, is, you, we're shouting just, out. Yeah, whatever okay. one, yeah. The world's most venomous snake. Black Mamba. Is it a... Uh, multiple choice? Yeah, I'm going to give you a choice oh, of sorry, three. You just me. pick the the top one. Okay. Is it A, the tiger? And you have to wait till I finish, just, just for the record. First one after I finish. A, tiger snake. B, blue crate. C, inland taipan. Blue crate. That inland is taipan. incorrect. Inland taipan is correct. Ah. That's one point for you, Sam. Uh, also known as the fierce snake. Um, I'm going to write down is, one uh, point for you. The fierce snake. It's uh is is blue crate a snake? The blue crate is a snake. Yeah, all of okay. these are legit. They're legit. Okay. Yeah, the all blue right. crate is number one. I mean, I mean, is, is number two on the list. The tiger snake's number six. The inland taipan is number one. Although before antivenin, the black mamba bite was almost one hundred percent fatal. Mm. Whereas nobody has ever been killed that we know of by the inland taipan. Okay. It's just supposedly got the most. So the mamba is the deadliest. Venom. I would say that the mamba is the deadliest. All right, number two, most densely populated. Populated city over one million residents. Is it A New York City, B Manila, or C Mumbai? Mumbai. Manila. Manila Sam with two points. The top two most densely populated cities are both in the Philippines. I remember now why I hate playing the games. <laughs> All right, here's one that's a little more relevant to our daily lives. The three highest paid athletes of 2014. Is it A, LeBron James, B, Cristiano Ronaldo, or C, Floyd Money Mayweather? Mayweather. It is Mayweather. David, it is Which three you, to nothing. you had never even heard of before <laughs> I, before we started the show. <laughs> I figured people would say Ronaldo, but or even LeBron. I don't actually know it's who Ronaldo, Ronaldo is. Ronaldo. What does he do? Ronaldo. He plays soccer. He's, soccer. Oh, okay. he's a soccer player. All right, number not f- the best player, but he's one of the best. Yeah, hey, Messi r- is real, like number five on the list. Real quick comment from the Hall of Dogma. Uh, this is kind of interesting from Jeanette. 
Hey, Jeanette. Uh, first time I've been able to watch this, kind of like the old days. She's talking about the live video right now. Uh, yeah. Way back when. But now I'm missing Nick, um, although Eric might be interested now that Sam has joined. That's interesting. Hmm. So... So Eric Just hates the, the three of us, and, uh, but, and loves Sam. But, but if Sam was on the show, Eric would be interested. That's interesting. Should, does Jeanette know what happened with Nick? All right, here's what, <laughs> here's what we need to do. We need to find out how many people Nick brings to the show, because we know Sam would bring one. There you go. I at least have one. Every viewer, every download counts. Okay. All right, number four, highest earning actors of 2014. Ooh. Is it A, Dwayne The Rock Johnson? B, Robert Downey Jr., or C, Leonardo DiCaprio? Robert Downey Jr. That is correct. You got a point there. It is now three to one. Mm. You still have a chance to come back, David. Number five. This is a difficult one and a bit nerdy. Number five, the most expensive work of art ever sold. Is it A, Irises by Vincent van Gogh? Is it B, uh, Nafia Fai Ipoipo, or When Will You Marry, by Paul Gauguin. Gauguin. Or is it C, La Reve, or The Dream, by Pablo Picasso? The poo-poo one. The poo-poo B. one is correct. <laughs> Good job. What? what? I didn't hear a poo-poo one. <laughs> Nafia Fai Ipoipo, oh. When Will You Marry, by Paul Gauguin. Gauguin, yeah. $300 million. Wow. And I would like to invite you, if you're watching at home or listening at home, to Google that painting. And he didn't see a dime of it. Uh, actually, or did he? He might not have. No, he, yeah, that that sale happened this year, and Gogan's been dead <laughs> for, quite, dead a for yeah. quite a while. Yeah, we've been doing yes. it. Yeah. Well, you Google that pic- painting and ask yourself the question: Is this worth three hundred million dollars? He made I don't know how to because spell what you just said. Just so. when will you marry? Google that. Okay. And it's it's a it's mm, not an impressive careful. painting. Mm. I would much rather have irises. Iris is beautiful. The Gauguin painting is just – it doesn't look – I mean, I'm, I guess I'm not an art critic. It just doesn't look amazing to me. All right. Number six, tallest – oh, wait. That was a point for you, was it not, David? Yes, it was. Three to Three two. two. He's getting, coming back. It's getting narrower. Number six, tallest NBA players. I'm going to give you four here. Yao Ming, Sean Bradley, George Murison, or Manute Bowl? Yao, Yao Ming. Ming. Yao Ming is incorrect. You have one Manute more guess. Bowl. Manute Bowl is incorrect, and since you both said Yao Ming, I'm going to give you the final guess. 50-50 chance, Sean Bradley or George Murison? Bradley. Bradley is incorrect. It was George How Murison. How do that? By a, that's the painting. That's yeah. the painting. It's pretty colors. Just That's When Will You Marry? Yes. Yep. Maybe it's about like that girl. When will you marry so you will leave and I can not have to worry about kids anymore. Okay. Could I don't be. Know. Is that the mom? I, I don't see that. I don't know. I just know that's I should not, have read more about that. That looks like something before. my kid did in art school for that type of money. In your face, Paul Gauguin. On this show, you're not the most expensive or valuable artist. All right, so go ahead. Uh, wh- George Murison is like a half a centimeter taller than Manute Bull, who's okay. number two all time. Both men listed at approximately seven feet, seven inches, Good night. which wow. is very tall. Murison, by the way, was over a hundred pounds heavier than Manute Bull, who weighed about, who was seven foot seven Sam and weighed a lot less than you and I do. And aside, yes, both of you, would you rather be tall and skinny or short and stocky? Hmm. Uh, How tall and skinny are we talking? No, I'm talking like skinny, like tall but skinny. 
like lanky skinny, mm. not like basketball players who are built. I'm talking yeah. about skinny or short but stocky and, and beefed up. Ooh, that's a that's so you got height question. over muscle. Probably I'd take short and stocky. I'd probably take short and stocky if I had really? to choose. Yeah. What, what would you, would you use? I, yeah, I think I might go with height. Because you're kind of tall and stocky, so you. Yeah, well, no, no it's not stocky. <laughs> Just tall and chunky. Now, let's see. Oh, yeah. Quit poking the guest host. Yeah. Usually you sit next to me and I'm much better behaved. All right, number seven. Top college, active college football coaches by winning percentage that have at least 100 wins. Are, what? What were all those stipulations? Just just listen again. Top I can almost active, tell you where this is going. So Joe Paterno's not in it. Active college football coaches by winning percentage that has at least 100 wins. The top okay. overall guy is the coach at Buffalo, um, but he doesn't have 100 wins. So is it Chris Peterson or is it Nick Saban or is it Urban Meyer? That's Chris Urban Meyer. Peterson. Urban Meyer is That's correct. correct. Okay. Urban the villain Meyer, the villain. who is not high on my list in any way. Still Nick blows Saban my mind. Is he number won four. a national championship with a third-string quarterback. Uh, that dude was crazy. He's that good. It's just terrible. It's disgusting. It is. Urban Meyer is first. Chris Peterson is second. Nick Saban is fourth. Who do you think's third? Not, not Mark Rick. Not Mark not Rick. Mark. <laughs> not Gus Malzahn. Uh um, Pat Dye. Really? No, I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was an Auburn Bobby joke. Stoops. Bobby, Bobby Stoops. Stoops. Okay. Yep. Okay. All right, here we go. Highest ranked movies according to IMDb.com. Is it A, Schindler's – wait, who got that last one? Me. Okay, yes. so it's – Four to two. Four to two. All right. Is it A, Schindler's List – or is Wait, it this highest ranked? Highest ranking movies okay. on IMDb. All right. Schindler's List, number one, Shawshank Redemption, number two, or number three, The Godfather. Mm. Um, Shawshank. Shawshank is correct. Is it really? Five I started to say that. Five points. For five total points, yeah. Oh, okay. Shawshank is number one. Godfather is number two. Schindler's List is number six. I hate to point it out, but there's no way you can win now. Well, that's true. You can only tie, David. Number three is Godfather 2. You know, I've never seen either of the Godfather movies. I haven't, I haven't either. either. Wow, they just don't weird. appeal to me. I, I mean, have it, never. I don't, there's something I just, about a horse head in one of them. I've heard that, and there's yeah. a baseball bat scene, but uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, All right. Two left, fellas. Number eight. Uh, number nine question. Who has the highest overall Twitter followers as of this week? Is it the Biebs, Justin Bieber? <laughs> is it Taylor Swift? Barack Obama or Katy Perry? Uh, Katy Perry. Katy Perry. That was great, David. That is correct. Oh, Katy Perry really? is number one. Yes. I thought that it was is either her or Taylor million. Swift. So I would have guessed her just for the sheer fact of uh, that just sounds – Twitter's not, a weird place. So I guess it is. That I will is tell trip. you guys another interesting bit of secret, uh, I mean, uh, trivia uh, uh, that you might not know. Secret. Uh, strong yeah, enough for I thought me. you were going to talk about, about Nick. No, no. I can't. To that's the, that's, I'm trying yeah, not I'm trying to say the thing about Nick. It just came out. One of those people follow me on Twitter. True story. Which one? Taylor Swift. Nope. <laughs> Who's the first one? Who's Barack the first Obama. One? That's right. Really? Follows me on Twitter, yeah. He'll follow anybody. He'll follow anybody. Early back. on, follow he followed back. anybody okay. back in like 2008. And did so you vote I, for I him? got in under that. I did not. <laughs> By the way, the, num- the top ranked of the 100 ce- Twitter celebrities I didn't know was a guy who came in at number 28. Kaka was his name. 
who is a soccer player. Chase's Twitter. And that's really how you pronounce it, Kaka. Chase's Twitter account should have the uh, a uh, disclaimer on it that says um, follow-backs is not in- indicative of approval because Chase will follow anybody. <laughs> that is true. So, uh, there I've been is called a, out for a few uh, bad follows before, yeah. which were accidental. Okay. Okay, a so Twitter, a Twitter something is probably what you would be named. Oh, I see what Sam did. He An almost indiscreet took his, woman. He, he almost took his halo down, and he, he did, didn't he? And got to say, uh, we lost really our family friendly rating. Yeah. Okay, let's go on to the last question. <laughs> Most expensive domain names ever purchased. I'll give you three. You tell me which one is the most Internet. expensive. Internet.com. Nope, it's not, that's not one of them. But sex.com is, or privatejet.com, or vacationrentals.com. One of them is the most expensive ever. Which one is it? Uh, vacationrentals.com. Well done. I was going to say that one because I thought the sex.com was a um, – Sex.com sold for $14 million in November of 2014. Vacation Do not go to that one. Don't go to that one. I have no idea. I have no that. idea what's there, but it's probably not – Probably It's probably un- not wholesome un- family. Okay. I was about to say, you, you just dinged me for a <laughs> comment. That, you, just, you just ran past that line. Well, don't go there. It's we a just dot said it to don't you go there. Mm. Oh, I'm not going there. You can't even see the line. I did, however, go to vacationrentals.com, and it is not worth $35 million, Wow. which is what somebody paid for it in 2007. Okay. But vacation is all you've ever wanted. It's all I've ever needed. i got to get there. Okay. i got to get away. Is that a song? That was a it different is. song. Okay. But. No, it's not. Vacation. Good oh, job bringing the game. Okay. So Sam wins. Good job, Sam. Good so job, Sam, Sam. You win. I'll, I the will Coke say. I gave you other, I will earlier. say. And no, I'm not keeping tabs. But it just hit me. You're two and zero. Oh. I'm two and zero. Oh. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Two and zero. Oh. Wow. What if that becomes like a streak? It could. Like years from now, Emmanuel also claims to be a Sam, <laughs> Sam have, have has never lost a game on the Gospel Friends. All right, we have a we need, we want to get to our main story, but I I do have a what were you thinking really quickly? Oh, oh boy! And this is a what were you thinking from um the uh, from Tennessee here in the South, and this one's specifically for my friend Chase because I saw it this week and I oh, thought, oh goody, this is for Chase. If you're looking to try aged meats, head to your local state house or the Hawkins County School District in Tennessee, which this week served six-year-old pork to its students for lunch. Oh, <laughs> like no. intentionally? Yeah, here's a picture. Or accidentally. Accident. Now, it, it was frozen pork meat. That oh. was, it was frozen in 2009. Wow. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And they, they – uh, it, it – Accidentally, they uh, well, you didn't accidentally that serve it. That looks like uh, pita bread. It does, but it's uh, pork meat that has been that was frozen back in uh, two thousand and nine. Um, the uh, <laughs> the uh, county commissioner, who's also a parent, was floored when Joseph Rogers Primary School, a lunch worker there, sent him a photo of the pork roast that the district was feeding to the kids. Um, turned out that uh, this uh, pork roast had been frozen um, six years ago and uh, offered to children with a gravy. (laughs) Yum. To help with the the gravy. It doesn't say. Uh, So here's the interesting thing. Um, Brown gravy or 
There were, yeah, it doesn't say. Okay. It just said that they um, one school's cafeterias work cafeteria workers made gravy to cover up the foul taste. <laughs> oh no, that's so, so gross. they knew it. I mean, like they apparently like, yes. Horrible. Let's put uh, some well, gravy it was one of the lunch workers that actually. So one of the lunch Please workers tell me there were no took a picture of the meat and sent it to this county commissioner, who's also a to to sell him to basically write it out. Here's what here's what they're giving us to serve the kids. Wow. Um, now the USDA says that. Um, uh, although frozen roast must be thrown out after four to twelve months, that uh, there's that's uh, a widespread right there. Yeah, uh, no no children got sick, and um, okay, apparently the uh, meat can can be um, you know can be okay indefinitely in the freezer. It just the quality uh, of the meat, the oh. taste of it erodes after time. Now I, I would think that at some point it would become. Very unhealthy, but uh, I mean, just just freezer burn. I mean, yeah, ugh. just you know, freezer burn. It, it's funny you bring that up, David, because I, I bet you don't know this, but I am pretty sure there's a couple of turkeys here at the Hall of Dogma <laughs> Church in our chest freezer. Doing a podcast right be, now with me. A couple of frozen turkeys that might be somewhere in the three to four year old range. Well, Chase, uh, yeah. Happy Thanksgiving. On that note, by the way, we want to invite everybody to our uh, annual <laughs> Hall of Dogma Church Thanksgiving celebration. Free turkey. To be held. Uh, and sauce. In November. Yes. We have a terrific gravy that we will serve with our, uh, with our turkeys. So. Yep. It's going to be Anyway, great. when I read that, I thought if Chase's children had went to school and been served six-year-old uh, pork, well, that'd be fine as long as I didn't have he to eat would, it. He would have them just drink a bottle of <laughs> Germex or Apicac syrup. By the way, we, we have to we have to move on to our main topic. But I do want to say, so those of you who who have not had an opportunity to really get to know my friend Chase Captain Crunchy, um, he is a bit Sam. I think you can verify this a bit of a germaphobe. Yeah, a bit, a tad. And this morning, I witnessed something I, I had never witnessed before. <laughs> Um, in, in my years of knowing Chase, but oh, yeah. there, there's a uh, so in the pulpit, uh, what we call the pulpit. There's a there's a little stand there where Chase usually keeps his um, essentials. And sure. I, I was preaching today. My Diet Mountain Dew. His Diet Mountain Dew yep. Bible, and yep. um, I I was preaching today. But during worship, as the worship team was singing, I saw Chase heading to the front and walking actually kind of in the midst of the worship team. And I thought, oh, he's going to stop and maybe ask for prayer or something like that. But actually, he went to his stand as they're singing in front of the entire church and took three pumps of Germex, washed his hands, and then walked back to his seat. I noticed that as well. Oh, and great. I was wondering. I'm, I'm glad I was like, you guys saw that. that is a trip. Well, oh, you're glad. Everybody saw Everybody that. saw okay, it. So Everybody was, the was looking. Out. Here's the rest of the story to that story, okay? So <laughs> I thought I had a cold this morning. I woke up all kind of snotty and coughing and stuff like that. I think it was probably just allergies. But people kept coming up to me and talking to me. And, and you know, I, you, you want to shake people's hand. We're in the South. We're 
Well, if you don't shake somebody's hand, you you have to tell them why. So I was like, man, I'm going to get somebody sick. So I think I'm going to go get a pump of this this Germex here. But the stand was right next to my chair. It's no, it not was like not. I walked into it was the worship not. team. It was I really next thought to, you were about to interrupt and say, yes, hey, let's, it was next uh, to, to the preaching stand. Or something like that. Because I preached from it this morning, and I was not standing next to your chair. Okay, it was a nice right, walk let, up Let's there. go back to the instant replay, and you're going to see what I'm talking about. <laughs> okay. Okay. Anyway, it was funny, and it was it was remarked by a couple of people even after church today. Funny, funny. It was funny. All right, Chase. You guys know why I'm a germaphobe? It's because I don't want to get people sick. If if you think you can eat something as gross as I can, let's let's have a gross off for episode fifty two of the. There there is an oddity to your. There is an oddity because I've rode in your car before. (laughs) Yep, yep. (laughs) Which is a science experiment in and of itself. It is going to be an issue. Supreme Court argument on same-sex marriage puts religious liberty in the crosshairs. So, so segues are just not, yeah. We just I was say, man, them. well that we just, just really don't do them. Well, we have about we have about half an hour or so. Hour. I'm very conscious of time because you're here. Thank oh, you. that's a good point. Sam is the is the time guy, yes, and uh, and so I'm well, well we aware. We should give him a nickname, sort of based on that. Should we? Professor Punctuality, or so it puts me on edge a Dr. little bit, Timely. just because I know that that you know. Now look, I appreciate so your, your cognizance of my time consciousness, but don't 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 bad. ruin segues yeah. for that. <laughs> but man, a segue has got to happen. We are uh, so in, in the United States this past week, the Supreme Court of our country is hearing a case that could possibly their decision decide whether or not same-sex marriage would be legal from a federal government standpoint, thus negating the uh, state's rights or state's laws uh, governing uh, same-sex marriage. I'm not sure. Do you know how many states, Chase, now same-sex marriage is legal in? Uh, oh, it's it's a lot. Is uh, it over 50% yet? I don't think it's let, – let me, let me look it up. Okay. I, I would speak out of in- ignorance. So currently right now in the U.S., it's this is a state-by-state state essentially uh, issue. Uh, so there are some states, though, that have been passing laws essentially outlawing um, same-sex marriage, and some of the appeals courts have been um, defi- uh, declaring those unconstitutional. So it is before – 37. 37. According to – well, according so to that website, is well over fifty percent. If we still have fifty states, we don't. It's like seventy now. Oh. <laughs> Pay attention, man. So, I didn't know we had annexed part of Canada. Uh, part of Canada, okay. yeah. Right. So, some of the African nations, part of the ex-Russian nations, actually fell in with us too. Okay. Well, I, I thought we. So we don't have. They don't have to be continuous states. No, contiguous. No, no. no. Okay, so Hawaii, well, I mean Alaska, Hawaii and not. Alaska. Sure. Okay. All right. So uh, annex. Who we want? To we are reading America. from. I'm reading this article from AlbertMuller.com this week, and so there's these arguments that are happening in front of the Supreme Court, and there was a couple of interesting exchanges. Uh, that were happening. Where we're going with the topic is essentially, you know, guys, uh, at least at the beginning, is um, what are the major threats uh, to um, Christianity uh, from the possibility of this ruling? Is there threat to religious liberty if this ruling happens to uh, make it legal in the country um, for there to be uh, same-sex marriage? But uh, the... Um, the Solicitor General of the United States, uh, Verilli, is the last name. I believe I'm probably not pronouncing that correctly. 
But, I mean, no one's surprised about that. (laughs) Um, So there was a couple of questions. The first one was that one of the Supreme Court justices asked the question, uh, would a religious school that has married housing be required to afford such housing to same-sex couples if, if this was made legal in all 50 states? The Solicitor General did not say no. Uh, They said that uh, presently there is not a law banning discrimination in those matters, but of course the door would be open for there to be a law at some point that would ban that, and I think the the fact is it would be yes, that religious schools um, would be required to give housing to same-sex couples. Well, are are those schools required to accept and, and train homosexuals just individually? Um, so if they are, then I mean, duh. I mean, that's I don't know. That just doesn't seem like an issue to me. Is there is there a uh, is there a federal law that requires that? I mean, a lot of schools have uh, admission requirements, and there have been any any school that would take government funding would have to be required to admit any. It would would be required not to discriminate based on. Creed, belief, sexual orientation, that et whole, Yeah, that whole. But a religious school, um, religious-based schools, are they private schools? Are they, private are they schools exempt from, private? Uh, from, who do not retake those government funds? I'm not sure if they um, – I believe that's a gray area. That. Okay. Yeah. All right. He, here's and are the, they uh, wondering, is this going to create that issue again? Well, I mean the specific question there is – all right, like say for Sanford University. That's, this, that's the this college is, I, for, I was going to say, this is specifically kind of thinking about Christian colleges, seminaries yeah. – yeah, um, we we at Sanford we had uh, male dorms, female dorms, uh, apartment style dorms, but we're still segregated male and, and female. Of course, you could live off campus, but we also had married student housing, and my mm-hmm. wife was an RA for uh, a resident assistant for the married student housing there. There was very few students there, uh, probably. Uh, a dozen to two dozen married couples. But the question that, that uh, Solicitor General really is bringing up is, would a school like Sanford, which is ostensibly a Christian school, would it be required to have uh, housing for homosexual students? Well, yeah, housing or for homosexual I mean, they, couples. I yes. guess, do they married couples? Do they admit, you know, students? And so... Yeah, they have yeah. to fall along those same guidelines is what I would think. Verrilli's answer puts the nation's religious institution, according to Albert Moeller, on notice. If a school cannot define its housing policies on the basis of its religious beliefs, then it is denied the ability to operate on the basis of those beliefs. The big three issues for religious schools are the freedoms to maintain admission, hiring, and student services on the basis of religious conviction. By asking about the student housing, the Chief Justice asked one of the most practical questions involved in student services. The same principles would apply to the admission of students and the hiring of faculty. All three are now directly threatened. So uh, I, I think based on what Al, Al Mohler is saying is that they're, you know, religious school seminaries are allowed to um, put guidelines in for admissions yes. and, and hiring and student services like housing, but under – you know, in a in a U.S. where same sex marriage is federally mandated, uh, would they be able to deny a couple who's married legally in the U.S. from having student services housing um, given to them? Um, stand a reason if they can't deny them housing, 
I think they couldn't deny them. That means they, yeah, they wouldn't be able to deny them admission. That's so, exactly. I mean, you, if, um, you're, if you're denying them admission, that, that takes care of the housing or yeah. vice versa. I mean, But he's saying Al, Al Mohler feels like this is an area that would be threatened um, in, in, in if, this, if this passes. Okay, the third exchange on religious liberty – we didn't read the, the first couple. But the, mm-hmm. third ex, uh, the first one. The third exchange on religious liberty came as one of the justices asked the Solicitor General about the right of religious institutions to maintain tax-exempt status. So churches, uh, religious or Christian charitable organizations that uh, have, have uh, tax exemption – considered a charity, uh, would they be allowed to keep that status essentially if they were to stand up against this uh, law? The uh, Supreme Court's decision is cited here, the one that allowed the IRS to strip Bob Jones University of uh, its tax-exempt status because of the school's policy against interracial dating and interracial marriage. Bob Jones University is a, a very fundamentalist uh, school. Oh, it um, sure is. What in the northeast? I think. Uh, Where's that? Close. I think it's south. Oh, is yeah. it south? Okay, I don't know where the I don't know where Bob Jones is. I thought it was out west. Well, um, <laughs> we're just great. At it's somewhere right. in the U.S. The policy of Bob Jones University remains a moral blight to this day, even though the university has since rescinded the policy. Uh, so, uh, the justice's question: Would the same apply to a university or a college if it opposed same-sex marriage? So, here's this religious institution that gets um, some type of tax-exempt status. He's asking about a university or a college, but I think he could apply that question to any religious uh, Christian university who's getting tax-exempt freedom. Um, if they stood up against or opposed same-sex marriage, would they lose that tax-exempt status? The Solicitor General said, you know, I don't think I can answer that question without specifics, but it is certainly going to be an issue. I don't deny that. I don't deny that. It is going to be an issue. Well, well, here's what I would say to him. It's, going, it's already an issue, and, and let me give you some evidence of this. All right, so 2013, you guys know the famous uh, the Oregon Bakers case. Aaron and Melissa Klein declined to bake a cake for a lesbian wedding. Okay, so the, the, the lesbians sued them, and if you see a copy of their lawsuit, it's astonishing all of the claims they make in regards to the suffering that they were caused by this 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 rejection, uh, bake, this rejection. yeah and it, it, it's tons my wife was just in a wreck she was hit very hard by a truck uh, her neck is injured and such I mean the the claims in this particular instance dwarf the pain and suffering my wife has there's literally like 50 to 100 claims they're making. Counseling, emotional distress, weight loss, weight gain. It's quite, I mean, it is. It's unbelievable. Yeah, what it, is more unbelievable is the amount. Are they? Have they been awarded that? Well, okay, that's, that's what I was dri- driving at, yeah. An or, a, judge, a judge for the Oregon Bureau of Labor and Industries has recommended that they receive $135,000. That is one damages. expensive cake. <laughs> hey, good job. Awesome. This is my fear. My fear is these sorts of cases are going to lead to this kind of thing where, uh, for instance, a seminary. I went to Liberty Theological Seminary. I also did time at Beeson. Is, is Beeson Divinity School going to be forced 
to hire a homosexual professor simply because he's homosexual. I mean, you, you, it's the the competition to become a professor at a school like Beeson is fierce and intense. But I can see a day coming where the federal government is going to step in and say, "Hey, you have to hire a homosexual professor here," mm. and that's that's alarming. I would say that's alarming if they said, hey, you have to hire uh, an Episcopal preacher here or, or a Southern Baptist. That's alarming. Stay out of that kind of stuff. Yeah, see, that, and when that's the whole thing. I mean, I, I, I honestly, you know, I don't know where the whole story of this couple that denied the, the cake, but, you know, if they have clear guidelines, I mean, if they are just a commercial company, you know, whatever, but I, I don't know why you would get hung up on that one issue. And I, I don't think the federal government should come in and regulate ethics to that level. Well, we had, a, we had a lot of discussion. Yeah, we had a lot of discussion in the Hall of Dogma on Facebook regarding that, um, those, uh, you know, that, that question about the baking of the cakes. But, but here's the thing. That, that's just – it's ludicrous that, that any – I mean, you know, I want to go back to the whole thing about things that you would say to your kids, and I want to – look at somebody doing this and say, don't be a wimp. If you need $135,000 and you, because you have an upset stomach because someone wouldn't, wouldn't bake you a cake, bake you, a cake. you can't tell me that that is, that is a, I, I mean, honestly think that judge should have some type of repercussion and, oh, yeah. and say, I mean, absolutely. You, know, you, you realize the door you flung wide open. I mean, it's, it's already a joke, you know, in our society that you can sue for just about anything. I mean, absolute injustice. And that it, it's not even because of the, I mean, I would say that about a frivolous lawsuit against, you know, I mean, a heterosexual couple. Sure, I mean, one hundred thirty-five thousand sure. yeah. oh, dollars for pain and suffering because someone wouldn't bake you a cake. Cake, yeah. yeah. Go bake your You're own cake. You're Oregon State fans. We're not going to bake. You're your trying cake. to get. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're trying to get money. That's all that. Yeah. That's all that's happening. Yeah. Throw it out. Throw yeah. that kind of stuff out of the courts. The Al, Al Mohler cites uh, back in two thousand five um, a. Um, the organization called the Beckett Fund for Religious Liberty held a forum on the question of gay marriage and religious freedom. And uh, it brought in some major legal theorists uh, on both sides of the issue and what asked them the question about, you know, if gay marriage became legal in the country, what are we looking at as far as repercussions go? Uh, a guy named Mark Stern, who was representing the American Jewish College, uh, excuse me, the American Jewish Congress said the legalization of same-sex marriage would represent the triumph of an egalitarian-based ethic over a faith-based one, and, and not just legally. The remaining question is whether champions of tolerance are prepared to tolerate proponents of a different ethical vision. I think the answer will be no. Within certain defined areas, opponents of gay rights will be unaffected by an embrace of same-sex marriage, but in others, the impact will be substantial. Mm. So, um, now, number one, I, I think his quote is right on. Uh, I have found that those people who demand or request or chide Christians for not being tolerant are quite simply not being tolerant um, of the Christian view. I think that's yeah. well documented. We know that that's happening. What is going to be the impact? What would you guys see the impact being if this ruling um, comes down the pike and gay marriage is uh, effectively made legal? Which, by the way, I think that's where we're headed, whether or not we're headed there this year. Probably inevitable. Or in a decade, I think it's inevitable. Yeah, it's, it's, it's heading gonna, yeah, there. It looks like. What it's are the you know uh, 
Chase, start with you. What are the what are your concerns about um, the impact of that from a Christian standpoint, faith standpoint? Well, like like I said earlier, I am concerned about a sort of affirmative action esque uh, push to force the hiring, the favoring, uh, the employing, the uh, emphasizing homosexuals, which which I, I, I'm completely against. Uh, you know, affirmative action in a racial sort of sense, is, is, there's a lot of nuance there. There's a lot of good arguments to be made towards that. I'm very sympathetic towards those. But to force a Christian school to hire, again, a, a homosexual professor simply because he's homosexual, I find that uh, I find that disgusting. Similarly, to go to a, a, a secular institution and make them hire a Christian professor just because maybe they don't have one on staff, that's not the government's business to be doing these sorts of things. Right. Don't do those sorts of things. Don't force these sorts of issues. And, and uh, that's, that's my fear. My fear is that there's going to be forced integration, forced acceptance, like like churches, for instance, are going to be sued so that homosexuals can come in and have uh, have weddings there. You know, I think a church should have the right to say, or rightly or wrongly, if they're right or wrong about it, I don't think the government should be able to come in and say to a church, hey, you have to let such and such couple get married there. Um, and I don't think a church should discriminate, of course, but the government, it's not their place to force these things down our throat. And that's my fear, that the repercussions of of uh, gay marriage being legalized is going to end up uh, – my fear is the same as Moeller's. It's going to end up essentially shredding uh, not all religious liberties but a lot of them. I'm not as afraid as, uh, of the impact that was mentioned in that article as far as, um, you know – Losing tax exemption status and and those type of fears, I guess, if you will. But the to answer your question, I believe it was the the impact yeah. on our. I, I think it's just going to continually open up the door. Um, th- this is one of those lines that is a defining line, and wherever you know, not to say where where you fall on it, which which side of the line you fall on, it's a defining line, and. It's just going to continue to open up other legislation yeah. for things that uh, you know will further kind of go down a road of well anything goes and then are we going to get to a place governmentally where you know we've got rules and regulations for every little thing because of afraid being afraid of hurting someone's feelings or leaving someone out or. You know, I I just think we're on a slippery slope to get caught up in all sorts of legislative, you know, red tape, and hmm. you know nobody's going to be able to do anything. You know, um, I will read a couple of comments from the Hall of Dogma. Nathan Martin says that this is about the ability to make someone kiss your boot. It's a power play. I think there's there's truth to that. Could be. The, the, the satisfaction among the homosexual movement is not going to be – I'm not. I'm painting with a broad brush. This is not everybody. But I think the movement in general will not stop at the legalization of uh, same-sex marriage. They, they will push forward from there. I no longer believe we are a Christian nation. And so if they legalize it, you know, it's – 
I, I assume it's going to happen. My whole thing is it's just, you know, it's just one of those things that where do you draw the line? Where do you stop? Yeah, and, and I'm not sure what the end game is for well, this situation. It's, it's interesting um, to give a little plug. So one of the listeners uh, of our podcast here is a guy named Rob Johnson who is, who's, doing Rob. A, who's doing a, a, a podcast of his own off his blog, Apologetics 105. And so Friday night, uh, he had me on as a guest, and, and we did one of the stories um, from I think it was Charisma News, and it was it was a guy that was writing basically headlines in the future about um, well, if we go this route, here's some possible headlines you're going to see. Oh, that's and, always fruitful. Yeah, it, it was pretty. <laughs> like the first one was that the United States government had authorized the euthanasia of the elderly and people of extreme religious views. And so I said, well, you know, so we just talked about kind of the sensationalism of if we legalize gay marriage, then we're going to start. Um, the next step will be to euthanize um, the elderly, the sick and those with religious views, uh, extreme religious views. But um, so but th- some of the things that we talked about on that podcast regarding this issue was that, you know, it, it, it's. This is going to be a loss. I think this is going to be a moral loss. Um, and I think that it is going to take us down a lot of avenues that we don't want to go down. I don't know that we have to come up with these sensationalized headlines of where this may possibly lead. The fact is I I, I think that it will take us places that Christians – are not wanting to go. I worry about loss of religious freedom to speak, that liberty to be able to just say, um, because I've already read some stories from places like Canada, and I think there's a, forget the country, um, I want to say Switzerland, but I'm not sure if it's there, where there are some pastors who have been fined heavily for simply speaking what the Bible says about yeah. that sexual ethic. Sweet. And yeah, that's- it, it falls under hate speech, essentially, because this is a... You know, if it's legal in that country, then it becomes maybe down the road illegal to speak against. Um, it would be some type of violation of civil rights, and and so I, I think that that's a, a concern about um, you know uh, whether or not churches losing an, a tax exempt status is the uh, you know a high form of persecution. I think the the being threatened with jail or a fining uh, or being fined not sure finding's a word, but being fined because of speaking what the Bible says about homosexuality, I think, is yeah. um, is, is a concern. Um, you know, I, I asked the question Friday night on the other podcast. I mean, Jesus says, you know, those, those last final days um, will be like the days of Noah. People are following their own, um, you know, simply, you know, whatever they think is right, their own flesh. Um, you know, I don't think I, – I mean, I hope this comes back as a ruling that allows this to stay with the states. But 37 states have already said it's it's legal. I think we're headed there as a country. And, you know, it's – I'm not saying that I don't think Christians should stand up and speak out against this. I think we should. But – Ultimately, we talked about this this morning in the message, in Acts, when the church was persecuted, their response was not bitter, vile 
hatred and anger. Absolutely. It was not. to preach the gospel. Yeah. They were persecuted. They had to leave Jerusalem. They scattered and they preached the gospel. And Isaiah 60 says, Thick darkness will cover the earth, the peoples, but my light will arise, will shine on you, and nations will come to your light. I think yep. this will be a time where we have to. Um, Speak to our opponents with gentleness and respect, I think the word says, but shine the light of the gospel. The, the, we're going to need that. The, the world needs that, and they're going to need it even more as we roll toward those days of Noah. And, and I contend, I mean, to me, you know, it's an issue. I don't, don't hear me say it's just flippant and who cares, but it's an issue. But this isn't our our greatest blemish. This isn't our greatest issue that we're facing in this country. I mean – Abortion is mm. <laughs> is legal, and I'm sorry, but if we're going to weigh these things, you know, that's still the greatest blemish on a, on our society. I mean, murdering unborn children. Yeah, it's it's hard to disagree with that. So you, yeah, I mean, in the, in that role, what that's been, what when was when was 1973? Yeah. So even before, strangely enough, the year I was born. Really, I was yeah. going to say just a few, you know, a few well, before I was old. born. So. Oh, wait. I know you are, but what am I? Older. Huh. Well, it is, um, you know, it's, uh, I, I don't know how this works. It, how long would it be before a ruling comes back? Isn't it, uh, even after they finish hearing the arguments, they have to write them, it could be, could be, could a, be, while. It could be a while before we hear yeah. those final, that final ruling. But um, uh, there are, obviously, there are risks there, and, and there are, um, you know, I, I think, even like this thing in Oregon, injustice is happening and, and will continue to happen. But again, I'm not I'm not saying we just roll over on that. But to some degree, I mean it it is expected. I mean it is. Yeah. We know it, people have suffered that Christians for centuries, and and persecution is part of it, according yeah. to Christ. So to. Yeah, I just don't think we should be shocked and bitter at the persecution because yeah. Christ has already warned us ahead of time, and I think we and then that's and we shouldn't true. complain about it. No, oh, absolutely. Complain, not. criticism, all that. Well, I, I but, don't even think we should attack. I mean, you know, or attacking. Yeah. It, it, obviously, you want to stand up for your principles, and you can fight for those principles within legislation. You know, I I believe God raises up people. Um, you know, to be in legislation and to, you know, God raises up leaders with with a heart for the gospel and a heart for, you know, the Bible in legislation. But, you know, when it's all said and done, I mean, I am going to pray for the country. And this is not, I mean, you know, this is an issue, but it's not the issue. You know what I'm saying? It's not. Um, you put more weight on the legalization abortion. of abortion and oh yeah. absolutely and I and I don't I wouldn't even to say that I mean it, we we really need to just be focused on God moving hmm. in the lives of people who do not know him and you know the whole phrase we like to throw out a lot I mean this shouldn't surprise us when sinners are you know advocating to legalize sinful acts yeah. yeah it's it's not a surprise i mean we sh- we shouldn't be well, or sol- we shouldn't be angry about it we shouldn't be you know it's just yeah. that's what's happening the solution I, to this is ultimately a gospel solution 
I mean, I'm not saying we just passively accept it. I, I no, do think we, no, can, yeah. we can stand against. We can. We can. Uh, I'm not about to write my congressman, and yeah, and, and I, you know, maybe I'm wrong for that. But but preach Christ and Him crucified. The, the solution is changed hearts, not debates won. Yeah, exactly, or laws passed. Even I mean, you know, and, and I don't. I don't mind. I mean, I think we live in a country where we can work through laws. Yes, and so I would be. I mean, I wish it was illegal to have an abortion, and I I would not want to see gay marriage legalized. But I don't think if this ruling comes down, um, legalizing gay marriage from a federal level, that Christians should run into the streets, yeah, and, in panic and and bitter protest. I burn mean, buildings I, I, and yeah, flip I, I cars just, and. I find it interesting that both, uh, even though we're a democracy uh, or a constitutional republic, that both of these major issues—the issue of abortion and the issue of uh, uh, of gay marriage—is not going to be decided by vote. It's going to be decided by the Supreme Court, mm. um, which is not I mean, obviously appointed by a president who's voted on, but uh, obviously a different sort of legislative branch than yeah. one that uh, is led by voting. That is that is indeed some significance there. That is, I think that's a lot of significance there. But you know, for me and my house, I, I pray and 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 hope by the grace of God, I will live, I will vote, I will speak biblically. But you know, you have to understand. I think I said it earlier. We we don't live in a Christian nation anymore. I mean. Uh, Jeanette says, exactly, Sam. How do we reach out to these people with the gospel? That should be our concern. Amen, Amen Sister Acock. Yep. That's your, your second. So Kudos. big fan. Yay. Jeanette and Eric are of Hooray. the Knowles man. Nathan Martin uh-huh. says, can I get a shout-out for my Apple Watch? Nathan, I would like Whoa. a review of your watch. You need yes. to post a review because uh, I'm kind of thinking about it. Have Is you that seen, disqualifying? Have you seen these websites that, um, so there, there's these websites that do the reviews of the new products when they come out. By they do the drop tests. Oh, the so drop they just go tests. buy yes. these new products and they drop them mind. to see what happens. And the, and the Apple Watch did not fare well in the drop. initial drop test. No. What about water? I mean, you know, look, I have a. Uh, hey, let me. Wish I, I wish is I is that a this. calculator this watch? This is a Casio calculator wow. watch to show my nerdiness, but. Um, do you ever this use thing it? hardly ever takes off. I, I have, I do. Uh, yeah, I mean, awesome. on occasion. What if you jumped in the shower where you knew Apple Watch and just forgot about it? Oh. So, like, is, is that? That's what I was going to ask. <laughs> I mean, this hardly ever goes off. I go, you know, uh, I go snorkeling. I go, you know, <sighs> different things. And this, watch, I don't know if it's, I almost never take this watch off. Is it waterproof? Uh, is the Apple Watch? I mean, how, well, let's get the, let's get Nathan to stick splash, his under water. It's splash and water resistance, <laughs> but not waterproof. So no, you would not go snorkeling. You wouldn't go snorkeling. How awful would that be? How awesome would it be if it was? Though you could be down in there and just be yeah. like, Apple should like make it, it to where if it if it contacts like submerged water, it like it starts electrocuting you or something <laughs> to let you know. <laughs> that would be awesome. What yeah. if look if it was submersible and you could snorkel with it, you could make an Aquaman app so you could go. That would be great, and uh, you know, truly, David would pay. I would, big bucks I would, for that. I would pay Huge. big. Bucks I'm, look, for that, that shows you how 
the last <clears> time <throat> I've listened to the show. <laughs> My reference to Aquaman. Okay. It, oh, Aquaman talk. Yeah. We talked about that episode too. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So, you know, See, pretty recent. Good deal. Yeah, good that's deal. recent. Hey, uh, so we're going to segue now. Segue. Into yes. listener feedback. Does it count we, when you mention it? Oh, uh, dang it. <laughs> yeah, you can't say the word segue. Well, it's okay. Later. It skillfully. As soon as we have some funds, they're going to send me to a podcaster <laughs> school and I will learn some of these things. I can't wait. We only have a few minutes left in the show. Again, I'm Tom Conscience because of who's here. Uh, but conscious. I, yeah, that too. Uh, but as we get he into, pronounce words very well. I don't, you don't listen to the show at all, or know me as a friend. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, if you would come hang out at my earlier. house, some. <laughs> if you come hang out at my house, some, you would know me a little bit uh, better. If you weren't, you weren't such a daggum elitist, we <laughs> might. Yeah. Um, so, promoting violence in your home. Uh, well, look, there wasn't hey, a whole lot of violence. And Justin Bieber. Yeah, there, there wasn't was a whole lot of violence. It violence. was like a dance. It was a very expensive dance. <laughs> a lot of hugging. A lot of hugging. Look, a lot of extended arm pushing that was away. A, hey, but, that was a that was you know was a country reference yeah. you just did there. That's right. I shout out. I, we're going to do some listener well, feedback. Well, for you. Um, but, but so here's the first listener feedback. We have a a, a I think I messed it up though. Podcast listener who has yes. a beef with you, Ooh. Captain oh, Crunchy. Oh, I, I can't wait to hear wait, this. So hit, wait a minute. Let me just get, one. His name is Captain Crunchy. Yes. You don't even know our names. You don't even know what that means, do you? No, look. What, Mine's okay. red verbiage. I can talk people into an oblivion. Nailed it. <laughs> yes. Um, I can eat cereal well, and yes, pronounce I, I got to, complicated but theological. Crunch. Well, Crunchy? Captain Crunch is already taken. Oh. So Captain Crunchy. You should be something about. I don't want to get sued. You should be something about Captain Germ or something. I, I would have look if I wished I had been listening to that show. I would have voted for Special K. Uh, nice. <laughs> that was good, man. Nice. That was really good. Man. Speaking of the whole show for that, so cereal, <laughs> cereal wise, a, a couple of weeks ago, uh, somebody's got an issue with Herschel. Me, Herschel K. Rice yes. sent us a box of some type of chocolatey. Oh, it was great. Cereal, Trader Joe's Trader chocolate Joe's. And it was really good. Crunch. And you, um, someone then, I think the general, yeah. uh, mentioned that we were getting a Trader Joe's. And you just went like, oh, that's awesome. I can't believe we're getting a Trader Joe's. Where's it going? When's it going? Yada, yada, yada. Okay, I remember the that. The problem with that is one week prior, listener Alex Kaposha had told you on Facebook in the Hall of Dogma, no, I'm sorry, in a text message to, to you privately that I was in as well, so me and you, that we were getting a Trader Joe's in the same location, and you over text message went, oh, that's great. I can't believe it. I'm glad we're getting a Trader Joe's. But then on the show, you didn't give him credit. You gave the credit to the general. That is true. And so Alex, uh, I told Alex that I would. I'm sorry, Alex. That I would. Well, I told him that I would reprimand you on the yeah. show, okay. but he said it didn't matter because he wasn't going to be listening. Probably not anymore. <laughs> See, because you lost him as a podcast some, listener. Some, of, I was, I was engaging in an ancient practice called kayfabe. I was acting surprised on the show to hear from Emmanuel about the Trader Joe's when, when I you really fact, were not already surprised. knew. Yeah, um, so I'm dropping so now you've offended for Emmanuel for lying to him and deceiving him into thinking, "Wow, man, I just well, this I isn't on the air, is it? We're just no, talking. it's not. Okay, it's not. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I'm just I don't, telling you what can, can Emmanuel get offended? Sure, yes, he can. Okay, <laughs> I bet. I bet you he can. <laughs> you, he can. Okay. Yep. All right. What is he? A uh, Vulcan? Or, or something? Oh, that would be cool if he was. <laughs> Well, we would know his Vulcan's, hero name then. Is that, was, star, right? is that a Star it's Trek? A star Trek Do they not get offended? Well, they're very unemotional. They, oh, you know, purge all emotion. I, I don't. Emmanuel so offense would, would be one of those. Okay, that you would purge. 
That's kind of like me. Yes, exactly <laughs> like you. <laughs> I should change Except my name for now. the Reverend Vulcan. Part. Yeah, yeah, that would be totally accurate. Okay, uh, we have a voicemail this week in listener feedback. We have a voicemail, and uh, Chase is going to tell us about that now, and then we're going to play it. Okay, this is awesome. This is one of our most epic voicemails ever. This is from Mark Adams. Defending all other ones who have left you voicemails. <laughs> I said previously. one of our most epic ever. Okay, help me out here. Okay. Mark Adams from North Ireland has a story for us. Here we go. Let's say Northern Ireland, don't we? Hi, it's Mark from Northern Ireland. Just tell you a wee story about an Irish man who moves into a tiny wee village and he walks into the pub and orders free beers and he sits alone in the corner and drinks the free beers and he does that the next night and the next night and the next night until the bartender asks him why he is uh, ordering just free beers. So I don't mean to price as a bartender but folks around here are wondering why you're always ordering free beers. Hey, tis odd, isn't it? The man replies. You see, I have two brothers. One went to America, the other to Australia, and we promised each other that we would always order an extra two beers whenever we drank as a way of keeping up the family bond. The bartender and the whole time were quite pleased with this answer, and he became quite a celebrity, the man who orders three beers, and people came from miles around just to watch him do that. But there came the day when he came in and he ordered only two beers. And the bartender poured the beers with heavy heart, and he continued this the rest of the evening. He only ordered two beers at a time. The word flies around, and prayers are offered for the soul of the one of the brothers. The next day, the bartender says to the man, Folks around here, um, me first of all, want to offer our condolences on the death of your brother. You know, the two beers and all that. And the man ponders for a moment and replies, Ah, you'll be happy to hear that my two brothers are alive and well. It's just that I myself have decided to give up drinking for Lent. (laughs) (laughs) That was good, Mark. Ah, good old. Nice. You are the man. Good job there. And what was even better is that that was a... um you know, he's Irish. Irishman telling yeah. an Irish joke. You cannot get that on any other podcast. Well, I could tell you Irish jokes if you want. I'm Irish. You are Scottish. And not even a good Scottish person. What not does that like mean? Ian Mackey. Well, well, you well, talk like an American. Well, I, I'm not, I wasn't born. In, number one, I wasn't born in Ireland. Well, then you're not Irish. But my family is from there. Like what, 500 years ago? Where's your family from? I don't know. I'm adopted. No, I have no family. I just said <laughs> England. <laughs> so that's that's bad that I, I did. That's like making a your mom joke to someone whose mom has passed away. Yes, yeah, it is. Don't want to do and that. then you realize. I've done that before. <laughs> yes, you have. With anybody in particular? Um, oh, darn. Okay. Well, I'm glad we're ending this show on an upbeat. Do we have any other listener feedback, Chase? Any uh, rave reviews on iTunes this week or anything like that? No, man. I don't. No? I, don't I didn't notice any iTunes reviews this week. I guess I can mm. check. Is but. this the normal main? I mean, like y'all kind of start light and then kind of get heavy and then kind of go back up light again? Is yeah, true? like the whole kind of point of the show is that we're just like – it's like a roller coaster deal. Well, the point okay. of the show is probably Jesus. But other than that is good. Like, I'm glad to hear that. It's like a roller coaster like yeah. Six Flags Over Jesus kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like, woo, you never know what's coming around the next turn. Yeah, you should check it out sometime. I may do that. Yeah, it's good. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Will you listen to this one since you were on it? Uh, probably not. That's probably even more so that I won't that listen won't to this because you were yeah, on it. Because I'm on it. Because I don't want to hear. Well, myself. we do thank you for coming, I, and I appreciate and, you and, asking. Yeah, I will say Absolutely. this. This is a funny thing. Um, 
so I think it's Alex, actually, the uh, Kaposha I mentioned earlier. He was over at my house, and he mentioned that he was listening to some of our old episodes. And he listened to the one you were on, and he was just like, Sam was really good. Why does why is it he own more? And I oh. said, well, it just so happens he's going to be on Sunday. So, but uh, he's not listening f- anymore. Well, he may listen to this one because you're on here. That's oh, two okay. fans. Okay. There you go. Thank you, Alex. Sam I'll, and I actually have a long broadcasting will, uh, background together. We started uh, we started radio stuff in 2002. We've even done a little TV stuff. And you guys were on television. Yeah. You had your I, own. Uh, so you had your own radio program because when you Chase first came to the church, yep. um, I realized kind of off the bat that you know you were Chase from Chase and Sam. Dot com. Yeah, dot the, com. Uh, pop culture awesomeness show. <laughs> and <laughs> I used to listen to you guys on Saturday mornings, um, and, and you gave – Computer some, help in plain you did, English. You did say what it was about. You gave, you gave – no, oh, no. You, gave, you gave advice on how to get rid of malware – and Every I went home week. And, Every and I went week, home and did that. Multiple people. Yep. And so, uh, and then you guys were on television, local TV, doing the same type of, of computer help stuff. Yay! We went so, through a laptop off of Vulcan. We did as a or drop least, test. Well, <laughs> yes, it's a drop. It did. It was. No, it was actually effects. a cool, a cool factor. Yeah. So what happened? Why didn't y'all make it big? I don't know. I don't think you know. Uh, Maybe lose a little weight, hit the gym. Yeah. Um, well, I'm glad that you that didn't kind of make it big because I would have never known y'all, and it's good being oh, friends. That is. It well, is that's good hanging out with you guys. I mean, Kumbaya, on the weekends. That's very tough. My Lord, so uh, thanks for coming on, Sam. No problem, man. Thank you, Sam. Thank and, you. Uh, Thank you. And, and if things don't work out, I mean, you know, if if Nick can't get out of this deal, then – you know, we might. It's going to be dodgy. Do you think yeah. it's really going to be in the newspapers tomorrow? Uh, AL.com. I mean, might I check know. it out. I know Maybe. some people, so I think he's in good shape. Oh, you so. do? Okay, good. Well, I'm glad to hear it. I miss Nick. Yeah, this is normally the part of the show where he reads, like, out the contact info Let's and stuff one to kind of. That's true. On your laptop. Out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he would appreciate that. This is usually where he kind of does the outro thing. Oh, yeah, really? Kind of like. Uh, too dad, somebody's not here to do that for him. Yeah. Way well, I mean, I was waiting for Chase to say, thanks for listening to the gospel, friend. I said so. that earlier. <laughs> no, but you didn't say it. I didn't now. say it that way. Okay. Try well, it. Well, hey, we're at the end of the show. Thank you, everybody, for listening and watching The Gospel Friends. And don't forget, you can contact us through social media at My Gospel Friends if you're on Twitter, Facebook.com slash group slash Hall of Dogma. You can leave us a voicemail at 205-575-9735. And don't forget, we have SpeakPipe, which I have no idea what that is. Ice for international listeners to International. Call in. In, okay, great. Yep. SpeakPipe.com so slash so the gospel friends. Our, uh, our Northern Ireland friend used yes. that eye. Ah, nice. Mm, very nice. Good and now Chase says... Oh, I also want to thank Sean and Jeff, the Funky Stick Man, for providing their dulcet tones and awesome. Hang on a second, did music? Did you just say Sean and Jeff, Funky Stick Man? Yeah, that's his last that name, a, isn't it? Jeff, Funky Stick Man. Is that a couple? Sean no. and uh, Sean and Jeff, oh, Funky yeah. Stick Man. <laughs> their last name's Funky Stick Man. <laughs> They're not a couple. That's good. Okay, they don't actually know each Sean other. Sean Lombard, nor are they Sean married. Lombard. In sh- okay, not Lombard. 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 Lombardi. It's spelled Lombardi. It's spelled L O M B A R D. Lombard. 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 You know what? He can join K Rice in that 
He's the guy that or she'll cry. He's the why guy that sings like Mac Powell. Yes, why, he does. Why don't people just you know pronounce their names the way it's spelled? Lombard. That would make life easier. Huh? I love Sean. Thank you for letting us use your music for free yeah. for all these mini episodes. That's right. <laughs> he hadn't sent the. Oh, yeah, now it's my line. turn to say. Tune in next week when you may hear David say, "Hey, is Chase about to lead worship?" Uh, no, he's just trying to get rid of the journeys. <laughs> Mm-hmm.